Welcome back to the Games Gone Soft podcast. Today, we're discussing what's going wrong with Chelsea and what's happening with Frank Lampard. He's been very naughty this week. Before we start it, I hope you enjoy it, guys. Leave a like and subscribe. Right, Joe, to kick us off, what do you think is going wrong with Chelsea? They are terrible. Their fans are shit. They've got, no, they got a mate over here who's shit. They're, they're just insipid as well. It's a big question because I think there's so many things. Like, none of their players have bedded in well, have they? Because they made so many signings. Everyone thought it was going to take time. But people thought they'd be around top four around that period still. Yeah. And like they're, they're always going to be inconsistent as well. But they've been pretty consistent, but consistently bad, especially recently. Well, at the start Only of the season, more, they were consistently yeah. like decent. They were consistently good. And now they're just consistently... Yeah, they've average. got... Last eight games, they've got average points per game and 0.88. Mm-hmm. That's like relegation form for eight games as well. It's a long period of time. I think we can actually like narrow down a bit where we think they're struggling. So my first point for why they're struggling is I think the lack of pre-season is affecting them more than it's affecting any other team in the league. Just because how many new players they've brought in, trying to get them to gel together. You've got Werner, Havertz, Ziyech, Thiago Silva, new keeper, that left back from Leicester (laughs) Um, yeah I feel that like Lampard doesn't know his best team and that might not be helped by pre-season because he's kind of having to experiment during the season rather than in pre-season where it doesn't matter it's like that front three changes almost every game yeah I suppose in in pre-season Especially when you've got a load of new players in, normally you'd want to work on like patterns of play. You might want to like try out a few different formations that you can switch to in a season. But when you've got that many new players, you just you probably just don't have the time. You have to focus on the system you want to play, you want to start with, and you can't really deviate from that. Yeah, and I think even with not just a whole team, individual players, he doesn't know their even their best position. Like Werner, he's tried down the middle. He's tried on the left and he doesn't doesn't know which one's working. Well, neither at the moment. But I feel that he kind of needs to stick with one because he he needs Werner's goals if they want to push for top four. Because I don't think Tammy Abraham will do it. Just to back up what you're saying, uh, I looked at their more recent games, many of their losses, although I've got their game against Villa in there where they drew one all. But against Villa... They started with Hudson-Odoi on the right, Giroud in the centre, Pulisic on the left. A game later against City, they started with Ziyech on the right, Werner up front and Pulisic on the left again. Against Fulham, a game after the, the game after the City game, they start with Ziyech, Giroud and Pulisic. Then the game against Leicester, they started with Hudson-Odoi, Abraham, Pulisic. You can't, yeah, just keep, you, you can't keep changing the, the front three every game. You look, at, you look at Liverpool, you know you're going to face Salah, Firmino, Mane. You look at United, you, go, you know you're going to face Fernandes, Rashford, probably Martial. You look at Tottenham, you know you're going to face Son and Kane. Even like at Wolves, before Jimenez got injured, you knew you were going to be facing Neto, Pedence, Jimenez. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's like it's. I think it's more the tactics and the actual players. Like, obviously, those players are quality. They've done it at other clubs, and that's why they're signed for such massive fees. But then it's hard to constantly come in and out of like games, especially when you're playing in a new league. So they haven't been able to get to, used to that. They're playing with different players every week and they don't know whether they're playing that week or not. Mm. Well, they need I don't to, think that helps. You need to pick a front, a front three. That front three are going to need actual game time playing together. To, to gel, they're not gonna. They're not just gonna figure that out in training by themselves. They're gonna need actual competitive games. And then, yeah, who draws front three B? To be honest, I'd play with a front four, and I'd have, if I were them, I'd play Ziyech off the right because that's you bought him for a decent sum of money to do that. Werner at um at Leipzig because Leipzig play a five at the back. He sometimes played on the left of a front three, but because you've got the left wing back bombing on so much, he was more tuck- he was a lot narrower yeah. than he is at Chelsea. Or he played in a front two where he drifted out to the left, but you still had that left wing back overlapping. I don't think I don't think he suits playing on the left as wide as he is for Chelsea at the moment. So I think you have to play Werner up top, Ziyech on the right. And I think you have to play Pulisic on the left of what he did last season. And I said front four. Yeah. And that is because I think you should play Havertz just in behind Werner as like a almost like a shadow striker, a second striker, like he was doing at Leverkusen. But I think against Leicester, their problem wasn't their attack so much. It was getting the ball to their attack. They played such a weird system. They had the four at the back. The Kovacic, who was dropping back loads mm. to like take off the defenders, and then all the other all of the five players are literally on Leicester's back line or slightly in front because they had Mountain Havertz as their two other centre mids who were right up the pitch. So Leicester just pressed the back line, and Chelsea could kept losing it and couldn't get it to their strikers. So they yep. kept playing it to the full-backs. We'd press the full-backs, they'd play it back to the centre-backs. And that's why they created no big chances that game. Because they actually couldn't get up, it up the pitch and their wingers were so narrow. So it was just easy, easy to defend against. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like playing Havertz more as a second striker in a, a much more advanced role, I feel like I feel like he'll be able to operate between the defence and their midfield. And I feel like that create a lot more like passing lanes for them to create chances from. Because like you were saying against Leicester, I'm going to whip up the stat. Yeah, so Leicester created four big chances in that game compared to Chelsea zero. And Chelsea had 65% of the possession. Yeah. It's just, yeah they were passing it at the back, doing not a lot with it. It's just meaningless possession at some point. Yeah. I also think, but, like, go on. I was going to say, does that beg the question? What is Lampard's? What is his style of play? What patterns of play is he developing at Chelsea? I don't really know because last season he was. They were very attacking, entertaining to watch, but conceded mm. quite a few. So I found it slightly weird that this summer they spent 150 million on attackers, but only 70 million on defenders. 
Mm. Like you'd think more of their focus would be on their defensive side because that's what they struggled with last season. Mm. Whereas they haven't. They've tried to make themselves better attacking, but their defence has still suffered. I think there's only one other like example of a manager who rotates his front three so much and still has success. And I think that's Guardiola. Because you'll often yeah. see like I'll see Sterling, Foden, Aguero, Jesus, Bernardo Silva, and any or Mares, any of them can play in any given match. But because he has like such a defined pattern of play, like you know all them players know exactly what to do when they get to the edge of the box and they've got that team pinned back in their own box. They'll like the right back, the right centre mid, the winger will create a little triangle to put one in behind and slot it, pull it back across to the striker, or the striker, the centre mid, the right winger, they'll create a triangle to try and create a chance there. They all they all know what they're doing. Yeah, but that's exactly. potentially because they didn't all come in at the same time. They've come in slowly over the like last five years. Mm. So they've had time to gel and they, they haven't had pressure on them straight away. People like Werner's got so much pressure on him because he's come in and expected to perform straight away. How and even the players even the players that have been there People like Tammy Abraham, he's only been there a year. Giroud's not been there for that long. And he can't play every game because he's mm. quite old now. Pulisic, he, he had an injury. So he's not been consistently playing. So it's, even the players that were there, they're trying to gel in properly as well. Mm. So um, is it a case of you have to give Frank more time to develop the system with that team and get the players used to the roles they want to play then? I don't know because it's do they have time to like let a manager develop? The amount they spent minimum was top four this season. And you've got to think a different manager must be able to get better out of the players they've got. Mm. They've got a very good side. People were saying at the start of the season they've got potentially one of the best squads up there of Man City. Mm. And you just where they're sitting now, about eight. And I want Batten to get top four this season. So I think I think Chelsea will change him in the next few games. I think they will get rid. I'm not saying the exact style reminds me of Sarri Ball. Because there's differences in the way they're trying to play. But just like they did with Sarri, they're trying to dominate possession. Against Leicester, they had 65% possession. Against Man City, 54%. Against Villa, 63%. Against Arsenal, 61%. Against Everton, they had 72% possession. They lost all of those games apart from Villa where they drew. Yeah, it reminds me slightly of Rodgers last season for for Leicester against the top six. Because mm. he was trying to implement this like possession football. Against the top six, we were like, oh, we're not changing. We're going to try and like go toe-to-toe with teams like Man City. And it didn't work as well. Whereas this season, especially earlier in the season, against Man City, we sat back, sat right back and then beat them because we yeah. counter-attacked. We changed our style of play. Same with Arsenal, same with Tottenham. Like We've got some big results because we changed our style of play. You even see it with teams like Man U. United against Liverpool, well. they didn't. Yeah, they didn't say, oh, we're just going to try and dominate the game because it wouldn't work. They sat back and potentially had the two best chances of the game and could have won. This isn't me trying to say Oli's like a... Ollie's a I think Oli's a good manager, but this isn't trying to 
Mitchell say he's like a great manager. But against big teams, Chelsea could easily replicate what United do. We sit back and we try and counter teams. And Chelsea have enough players with a pace to do that. Yeah. You get Werner, Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, whatever. You get them running at a back line. A chance is going to come eventually. If you're playing City, you just need to sit in a bit. But the problem with with Lampard is... With Ollie, even last season when you were, what, sitting in like 12? Mm. Like, I think he got time because he'd shown, like when he won 10 in a row, he'd shown he's had the ability to make the team decent for a, a quite a good period. Whereas Lampard yeah. hasn't showed that. They, they got top four last season, but that's yeah, is, essentially because Leicester dropped off a lot. Yeah, but Leicester dropped off a lot. He mm. shouldn't. He shouldn't have got top four. Leicester turned into relegation form for the second half of the season. And mm. it's one thing scraping top four, but he needs to show progression, which Ollie has done this year. A lot of people have been discussing whether great players can then become great managers. You see, Roy Keane, Vieira, Henri. The list goes on. And is it because they? They expect their players to be able to do what they could do. And quite simply, a lot of their players aren't good enough. So they put them in a position which they're not good enough to be able to play from. Yeah, I saw stuff about Omri at Mon- was it Monaco? Mm. Like how he kind of fell out with the players because he was like, how can you not do this stuff? But forgetting he's one of the best footballers ever. Yeah. Like some managers, I think, do struggle. And with the style of play thing as well, with Lampard, I saw, I saw as I was looking at a few stats, he's only won one game against top half this season. Teams yeah, in the mental. top half, he's won one game. So that shows that when he's on top with the possession football, he can beat the lower side. Yeah. But it's when he needs to adapt his place, sort of, mm. that he, he struggles. You think with him being... Probably the best goal, one of the, or at least one of the best goal-scoring midfielders of all time. Probably the best, definitely the best in Premier League history. Yeah, you'd think he'd be able to coach someone like Havertz or even Mason Mount. You'd think he'd be like the perfect guy to influence them to make them better players. But has he actually improved anyone? I suppose Pulisic maybe. But Pulisic, Pulisic played amazing for Dortmund at times, and then dropped off, and then. He, he does Chelsea. look really good. He's direct, really good dribbler of the ball. But stats-wise, he's not getting unbelievable stats, like top-level winger stats for the Premier League. Mm. Obviously, he's, he's still got a lot of progression to do. But, yeah, I don't think he's progressed in loads. He was, he's an expensive signing at the time as well. Yeah. So, it's kind of expected of him. But, yeah, I can't, I can't see him lasting very long, Lampard. How long... Do you reckon Abramovich will put up with him? If he loses next two games, he's gone. Do you reckon? I just, I think he needs to be get right near top four again. If he gets within a few points of the top four, I think he has the chance of staying in the job, potentially even next season. But if if he doesn't show any progression, I think he will struggle. Do you not think Abramovich will be looking at what's happened with Arsenal already this season? Went through some terrible form to recover and look like a, a decent side that could push for the Europa League spaces. 
places rather. Yeah, but yeah, but it's Arsenal. They should, they should be challenging there. It's like yeah. Oli last season. Yeah, but do you not I think? Would you he not? Got, he, he he came third last season, and everyone was like, "Oh, amazing second half of the season and everything." Mm. But he shouldn't have been that bad first half. It was a decent finish overall, but you kind of want to show a bit of consistency. Yeah. Because at some point in the big games, you need to show that consistency. You can't go on a 10... It's not sustainable to do that. But these guys are all still... They're all still fairly new managers and they're still fairly new with their teams. I just think... I find it weird how over the last few years... Big clubs like Chelsea, Arsenal are letting managers essentially learn their trade. Yeah. A massive club. Yeah. I think that's what I was going to... None of them have done anything before. That's going to say, I think it's I think it's really strange that clubs are doing that. If you are going to do that, I think you have to give them a few years and to let them develop at a top club. Yeah. If Yeah, you don't know. Chelsea might have wanted to change their approach with sacking managers constantly and say yeah we'll stick with him for a few years you don't know what's happened behind the scenes yeah. but you you almost want to put the manager on loan let, yeah. let him go to another club let, get a bit of experience and then come back a better manager okay so I'm gonna we're gonna end on two questions I've got two questions for you if you were Bramovich would you sack Lampard right now and if you did, who would you bring in? I wouldn't. I'd, I'd give him a few games at least. But it's, I don't know. It is tough. I'd give him maybe five more games, see if he can show that the team's gelling and that there is potential for progression. And But if there's not, I feel like there's not much choice you can have because if they don't, they'll be bottom half of the table over halfway through the season. And then who are you going to bring in? I don't know. It's tough. I I think one of the best managers at the moment is Brendan Rodgers. He's not going to leave Leicester now. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you'd struggle to get him. But he is a manager. You'd want someone like that that shows they can improve individual players. He's whether he does a recruitment for Leicester or is it really involved. Leicester's mm. recruitment's been amazing since he's been there. Yeah. So, yeah, whether he'd be available, I don't think he would. If I were Chelsea, and I had the pick, and I had my pick, say this is the summer instead, and you're looking for a manager, and I had my pick, I'd be taking a look at maybe Ten Hag from Ajax, but my main target would be Nagelsmann from Leipzig. That would yeah, be who yeah. I'd want to come in and get. She'd no doubt be able to get Werner firing. He's worked in the Bundesliga, so I'm assuming, I reckon he'd know how to get Pulisic and Havertz at least improve their form a bit. Um, but right now, I think if you, if you sack Lampard right now, I think he's a good manager, but I think you're shoehorning yourself into hiring Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel, rather. Yeah, I think... Because he's the only big name out there, unless you go for Allegri, but then that's defensive football again. And I don't think they want to play Yeah, I think that. Chelsea will be hoping that Lampard at least picks up some form, so then then they can make their decision at the end of the season, yeah. rather than having to quickly get someone in. Yeah, 
whether they they could potentially be an interim manager until the end of the season if they drop off so much that they don't think they're going to get top four. Yeah, I don't think. I'm not sure they think whether whether they're going to get top four now anyway. But I would. I just think you've got a young manager. You need to at least give him to the end of the season. See if he develops a bit more. You're yeah, I think they've got a chance with top four. Thomas Tuchel's a good manager. Just because, but is he? Yeah, just but what, are you? Are you only bringing him in because he's the only one available, rather than picking your manager? Yeah, I think is he a long-term replacement? I don't know. How long I think that's why they picked they picked Lampard because he's young. They think he could be at Chelsea for a while, rather than their constant changing of managers. Yeah. Are you happy to end that then? It's been a bit longer than we expected. Yeah. I think right. I've got my points out. Okay. Everyone, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube. Watch more than a minute of it. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And thank you very much for watching. Cheers. Cheers. See you later.